Tyler Malone was selected in the 27th round by the Padres out of Oregon State University, where he had just completed his junior year. Born in Roseville, California, uh, Tyler went to Road Wood Creek High School, where he earned several honors, including the Rivercats All-City uh, Player Award and the United States Army Reserve National Scholar-Athlete Award. As an Oregon State Beaver, Tyler was named Pac-12 All-Academic Honorable Mention each of the last two years while filling a utility role on one of the best college baseball programs in the nation. He was part of the team that won the NCAA College Baseball World Series in 2018, and now he's part of the San Diego Padres. It's our pleasure to welcome him to Friars on the Farm podcast. Hello, Tyler Malone. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, so how's your summer going so far? How was the relocation down? Yeah, it's honestly it's it's been great. Um, it's kind of it's kind of funny things have come full circle because back when I was you know 15 and 16 year old or 16 years old playing travel ball, I actually played out here in Peoria in those tournaments and you know, actually at the San Diego Padres facilities. So it's cool that everything's came back around. Oh, nice. Back then we were like, I can jack this place. <laughs> <laughs> I can hit a jack out of here. There we go. Did 15-year-old you hit one over the fence? Uh, I think maybe one or two. I, I don't quite remember. It was, uh, time flies. But... I know that's a long <laughs> pop for a kid that age. <laughs> so I wanted to start in high school. You grew up in Roseville outside of Sacramento. Yes. Um, I actually lived in, in Citrus Heights for the last few years. I looked at your, your dad went to, to uh, uh, Casa Roble High. Yeah. yeah. My, my, uh, my parents were actually high school sweethearts. They both went there. Oh, graduated from there. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Um, so there have been quite a few players coming out of Roseville lately, it seems. Um, Andrew <laughs> Knapp and Andrew Susak have made it to the majors. Uh, and your yeah. dad played in the Yankees organization. When you were a kid, were there any like pro baseball players around, like as coaches or people running camps or that kind of stuff? Um, yeah, like we always kind of had a good, um, just kind of player development facility, or like player development in the area. Um, all of our little leagues were like really, really good, um, and we had we had good travel ball programs um, coming out of there. My first team travel team that I played with was um, Hard 90, Hard 90 Baseball. They've had a, quite a few guys get drafted um, out of there throughout the years and um, even make it to the bigs. Um, I think the most recent guy was Mauricio du Dubon oh, yeah. with the Brewers. All right. He was like the most recent guy to get called up. But, yeah, I mean, there's always been a great influence of baseball and, and everything. I don't really quite like – a big influence that I had, um, my dad actually played with a guy named Darren Oliver. Uh, Darren, he's actually from the, the Sacramento area as well. So growing up, um, we'd always head out to A's games when, when he was in town. And he'd, uh, you know, he'd hook me up with gloves or, or whatever that may be. So um, he had, yeah, he had a great influence on me. If I'm not correct, if I'm correct here, I think Darren Oliver, former Padre. Was he a Padre? Yeah, he's a pitcher, yeah? Darren Oliver? He was a pitcher. I, I'm pretty sure he played for quite a few teams. I, I don't know about the Padres. Um, I know he played for, like, the Angels, um, the Rangers, the Cardinals. I think he was drafted by the Cardinals. I don't know about the Padres, though. Well, all right. We're looking that up right now. <laughs> we're looking that up right now. <laughs> so when you were in high school, you were named the team's captain both your junior and senior years. Um, yeah. It's kind of unusual for a junior to be named captain. Uh, what did you do to earn that, and what were your roles as team captain? Yeah, so I mean, so I'm I'm a little bit older uh, for my for my age, um, or not for my age, but for my school year. So a lot of the kids that I grew up playing with baseball wise were always like a year older than me. 
um, it, like as from a school perspective. So a lot of those guys were like my best friends. And um, I mean, we didn't really see, you know, see the the difference in the school year as anything different because, you know, we, we've just been gr- grown up playing together all the time. So kind of just, you know, stepping in that role, it was, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a big ordeal type of thing. It was just kind of like naturally um, it took place, but high school, high school is a fun time, um, especially my, my senior year, you know, we were, we were able to make a good run in a, in a pretty good um, SFL league. Actually my high school now um, just got moved to D2. So like they're not playing in the SFL anymore, but those were, that, especially that playoff run that we had my senior year, I'll, I'll remember that forever. Nice. Real quick, Darren Oliver only pl- pitched in the American League. All right, so we must yep. be uh, confused with another Darren Wait, but... or another Oliver. <laughs> hey, so you, your coach, Eric Valencia, was also the Spanish teacher. Do you speak any yeah. Spanish? Uh, un poco. Mi, uh, un poco. mi espanol is, is okay. It's, it's, getting, it's getting a little better. Um, it's, it's, been, it's been fun, though, especially, you know, coming here with all the – the Latin guys and the Dominican guys, um, we're, we're here in Spanish all the time. Um, I think literally almost throughout the entire day, we have like Spanish music on on a speaker, or, like in the locker room or whatnot. Um, <laughs> so I've definitely been listening to a little bit more Spanish music than usual. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's super fun, especially, you know, with the Latin guys, you know, they, they always have a, a good attitude for the most part. There's a lot of, a lot of fun. They're always laughing and it. You know, they, they definitely bring a, a different kind of, um, you know, flair to the game and like how they go about it. And I mean, mostly everybody knows that, but you know, I, I've enjoyed the transition to, to playing with those guys a lot. And, you know, they kind of, you know, they, they show you to, uh, how to keep baseball fun. Well, sure. and, and that's kind of the thing right now with, with the Latin players coming into the major leagues oh, that's been coming for a while, but that keeping it loose, dancing around, having a good time, you know, we're so yeah. much taught as, as kids, like keep your mouth shut, play hard yeah. it's a difficult game and don't have fun mm-hmm. but it's a kids yeah. game you know um does that do you find that kind of maybe you know as you begin your career uh that that could be a way to like kind of not let things get so intense with those guys dancing around having a good time and just having fun playing yeah. baseball yeah i think that's huge because it's it's really easy to like get down on yourself you know in this game and especially you know failure and, and whatnot so when you have guys, you know, around you who are having a good time and having fun, it kind of gets you out of your own mind. You know what I'm saying? And it allows you to kind of get out of your hard times faster. And, and it, it is, it's like, I mean, even up at school, you know, that like there's this, there's, you know, different ways to go about the game. You know, you could have the hard nose, like gritty type of way. Um, kind of like, like what you said, just kind of keep your mouth shut and, you know, just get through it or whatnot. And like here, you know, it's a lot more just like loose. And like I said, they're playing Spanish music all the time. And like, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think there's like, there's not, there's not one correct way to play the game. I mean, I understand, you know, there's, there's unwritten rules and, you know, like a certain respect, you know, you got to have, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like if you have respect for each and everybody or each and every person you're playing against and, you know, you're having fun doing it you can't really tell a person what's the right way and wrong way to do it. Right. Real, real quick and we'll, we'll move on. So when, when you get, you know, you've been hearing a lot of, of Spanish music. So when you mm-hmm. get a chance to get to the music, uh, what are you putting on the box? What are you playing? 
Jeez, you know, I mean, luckily, I'm I'm a music guy. You know, I listen to kind of, I listen to everything. So I don't, you know, I don't have really like one go-to thing right now. Um, I mean, I, I'll throw, you know, I'll throw country on. I'll throw, you know, the hip hop rap stuff. Okay. You know, I literally, I I'm not picky. <laughs> I like it all. If it's got a good beat, if it's got a good beat, I'll, I'll bust a bust a couple moves. So how, right. how does so, that work? Like when you guys are practicing, they got the stuff playing. Uh, at the yeah. complex, who chooses the music? I've I've never thought to ask that. How does that How does yeah. that get done? Is that the coaches or what? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's usually. I mean, it's kind of you know the player coach. I mean, the coaches have some feel about you know what we like to listen to and whatnot. I think. I mean, in the past the past couple of weeks, um, like the hitter, the hitter of the game got to choose the music for the next day. Oh. So sometimes it's not always it's not always the Spanish music. Especially if you know you have a kid from the states who wants to, you know, throw on some country music or whatever. Um, so we'll listen to that. But, <laughs> but I mean, that's I mean, we, we just like we just like having the music on it. It's not, you know, it's not too stressful. Yeah, you got to keep it light. What to well, well, absolutely. You know, we were there in spring training uh, mm -hmm. this year in the backfields. God, we spent four days in the backfields. And, yeah. you know, the music's playing in between batting practice. you got guys dancing around on the field, yeah. dancing around. You have coaches dancing around, just keeping it light. And it's, it's real fun to see. It's real fun to see you guys uh, have a good time uh, yeah. playing ball. For sure. Yeah, you guys I mean, are yeah, just you robots. You even see the, the, you know, the big league team, you know, Tatis and, uh, you know, um, who's a – Fran Mill and Manny. I mean, you see, yeah, Fran Mill and Hosmer, and, and you see them dancing in the dugouts and, like, you know, making the beats and stuff. It's it's fun. I like it. Nice. All right, so you wound up going to Oregon State. Were you talking to other schools? What was the – were you recruited to Oregon State? How did that work? Yeah, so it, it all happened kind of kind of early for me, honestly. It, uh, it really began to take place um, the summer – kind of going into my sophomore year uh i mean i had you know i had a lot of the california schools um i had quite a few like pac-12 schools but it was kind of funny how oregon state came to be because honestly i had no clue like i didn't even really know about oregon state like i didn't know about their world series or the college world series wins in 06 and 07 and this is a funny story because there was a kid that i kind of knew um but he reached out to a kid that was playing on my travel ball team and th there was a dad who his dad was coaching like an 18 and over kind of college like summer ball team right. and he had a connection to Oregon State and so he lost like like five players and needed five players so his son reached out to the kid on my team and was like hey like would any of you be interested in going up to Oregon State to like playing a tournament basically are, are you talking and, about the summer league the summer ball league that they have is it what uh, yes yeah, so the like corvallis Oregon, knights like State, they'll have they'll have teams kind of play up there uh over the summer you oh, know okay. like younger younger high school kids so it's basically it was kind of like that but i remember the team that i was gonna be on they were all older than me they were all like seniors or they were like graduated so i was just you know i was going into my sophomore year and all these kids are seniors or, or graduated and so, I mean, we, we got, we got up there. I remember we like finished a game on at like Sunday night out in Woodland and, um, hopped in the car and drove up the eight hours, got there at six in the morning and then had to wake up for an eight. Like we had to be at the field at eight. And, uh, so that was kind of my first exposure to Oregon state. And like, that's how they saw me. Huh? I guess you never know where you're going to, damn, where you're going to put your name up on. No, the board I know. Somewhere. Yeah. Like I really felt like, I mean, that's kind of, 
kind of how everything had to come together for for that to take place like i felt like god was kind of you know pushing me to go to go there so like when making you know my decision because I, I narrowed it down between ucla and oregon state and it was hard to kind of you know pass the ucla education but i just felt like i was supposed to go to oregon state for a reason and looking back at it i definitely know why well i'm yeah. i'm an oregon state alumni I graduated. Oh, okay. in, I graduated in 08. I got a mechanical engineering go. degree from the college, and it's done me very well. So yeah. I'm not going to knock the UCLA education, but Oregon State is a fine educational institution. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Um, so I got a bunch of baseball questions here, but what did you study while you were yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah, so right now um, I ha- I'm majoring in history, and then I have a minor in business. Um I'm trying to basically keep all my options open the best I can because a lot of history majors end up, you know, going the business route anyway. And then if I want to fall back on like teaching or coaching or teaching and coaching, like in high school, I could do that. And then you never know based off of, you know, the relationships and connections you establish, you know, throughout the years, what could happen. So I don't have one set plan. I'm just, you know, trying to play baseball as long as I can right now. And then we'll kind of figure that out. Um, when it gets there, but in the fall, I'll be taking classes. I have like 12 credits left. Nice. So as a, as a, you were drafted as a junior. So the, yeah. pa- the Padres or major league baseball or something, they, they help you out with that last year of school. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of schools included in the, in the contract. So that's, that's huge for sure. Cool. So you were a middle infielder in, in high school, right? Playing like shortstop second base. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then when you went to Oregon state, you were all over the place, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how was that um, bouncing from having a defined role to like, just, you know, whatever I, whatever you need me to yeah. do to contribute. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I committed, um, as a middle infielder and then I got to Oregon state and we had the, you know, we had the best middle infield in the country, um, with Nick Madrigal and Caden Grenier. I mean, Caden's in high right now and Nick's already in double, double A. He yeah. just played in the futures game. Couple of studs. He's oh, unreal. Yeah. He's unreal. And then our, in our third baseman, um, when I was a freshman, he was a junior, um, and then he was great too. Michael Gretler, he got drafted by the Pirates, so the infield was kind of crammed. So I kind of just I kind of got like thrown over to first base um, just in case. Like, and I was over there with KJ Harrison, who's now with um, the Nationals. He's doing really well, or really good as well. But so I was playing at first, and then I think I got a couple starts there because KJ got hurt. Um, but my freshman year, I was I, I did a lot of pinch hitting. And then I would like DH some games. Um, and then when we rolled into my my sophomore year, which was the year we won the World Series, I was like my main role was like the DH. So I, I basically DH'd um, all my starts that year. And then my junior year, so the summer going into my junior year, we lost um, quite a few outfielders and we – we didn't have, or we had a lot of infielders coming back. So my coach calls me up. He's like, Hey bud, like, how do you feel about, you know, maybe playing the outfield and playing right field? I'm like, I haven't really played there before, but like, let's give it a shot. And so I played right field all last year. Um, well, you know, and that, I think you got it. You got it. Well, and that kind of goes along with how Preller really drafts guys. He drafts the best athlete at that round. Mm-hmm. So having that flexibility to move around the infield, if you need to, and going after the outfield and kind of finding yourself, uh, mm-hmm. is, is huge where if maybe in your minor league career, you might need to go to the infield. Hey, I played first base. Yeah. Hey, I can play some third base or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I read somewhere where you were prepping to catch. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's another thing. So, 
so kind of understanding, you know, the draft and like, you know, what teams or scouts are looking for. Um, over the winter, I just basically took some catching videos um, and kind of because I used to catch. I, I caught before high school, so like I didn't start playing like middle infield till high school, basically. Um, so, I mean, even growing up and like even all the way through high school, you know, you got people like Tyler's going to be a catcher, like Tyler's going to be a catcher one day. <laughs> and it's just kind of funny. So we took we took, you know, videos in the winter. And then kind of just send it out to the teams just so they could see it because, you know, a left-handed hitting catcher, um, you know, people kind of freak out over that. So, and if I could learn how to catch and, you know, swing it a little bit, you could play a long time. So, so they saw, they saw the video and they're like, we really like like what we saw basically. Um, so we really want you to, you know, start working as a catcher and try to try to figure that stuff out. So pretty sure if you look right now it's going to say like Tyler Malone was drafted as a catcher and I haven't caught basically since I was <laughs> you know 13 like 12 or 13 years old um so yeah that's been that's been a fun um kind of adjustment for I, sure I could just see like you know you get into the clubhouse you kind of unpack your you're unpacking yeah. catcher's gear and the coach is like dude what what that's no dude we make mm-hmm. you an outfielder like you're good mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so I mean oh. So in in the game so far, I either play like first base or outfield, and then every morning I'm getting my catching work done. Wow. Um, and then, so yeah, I think I'm I'm five weeks. I'm going in on five weeks on catching right now, and I just I'll remember like the first day I was there, they just they threw me right into the fire. Like I, I looked at the schedule and it was like Malone bullpen at like two thirty, and like I've never caught right. <laughs> So I'm like, I'm going straight into catching these professional pitchers, and I've like basically haven't caught anything over you know 70 miles an hour. <laughs> oh my god! That's but so I mean, yeah, in the morning they threw me on the machine, and I was you know I was kind of boshing balls. I'm like, oh geez, like what did I get myself into? Like here we go. And then it was actually when I got in the bullpen. The bullpen was a little easier, but geez, I there, there's a lot of art and a lot of craft and a lot of technique to catching. Um, it definitely, it definitely goes unnoticed because, I mean, I was talking to my dad. I was like, when you watch a baseball game and it's on the screen, you're watching the pitcher and you're watching the hitter, right? Like, usually the catcher goes unnoticed, but there's so much importance, like, on the catcher and, like, getting strikes. And th- this organization has put so much emphasis on that. So it's, it's funny now. It's like when I watch baseball, my eyes go straight to the catcher now, like, every time just to see, like, how he preps. And, but, gosh – I'm finally, you know, it's been five weeks, but I'm starting to, you know, really get comfortable and um, kind of understand like the technique and timing behind it because those first couple weeks, my timing was way off. So my, my thumb got busted a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. So um, when you were, so you were DH almost exclusively for a year, right? In college? Yeah. So yeah, how, the, how different was that preparing for a game knowing that you weren't going to be in the field? Your job is just to hit hit yeah I mean you never know like our coaches would always preach like you know be ready for whatever you know whatever we need you to do and they always preach like be be the best at the role like that you have on the team and like we they we're all about like each and every guy on our team had a role so um I kind of you learn like how to embrace that role so like for my my freshman year like when I was a pinch hitter I knew like when the fifth inning was starting to roll around like that, I started, I had to start to like lock in and, um, you know, start taking a couple swings and get my batting gloves on because, you know, I may come up in that big situation that one at bat. Um, but 
you know, yeah, it's, it was basically the same thing for the DH. So, I mean, I'm going to the field and just like embracing that, you know, the role you had, especially with that year. I mean, that year, that team was absolutely loaded. Like we had three first rounders and then I, I forget, I think we had like almost 10 guys drafted or something like that. It was just, the whole team was just stacked. Um, so I was totally, you know, fine with that DH role. And, you know, I tried to contribute, contributed, um, I tried to contribute as much as I could with my bat. Well, dude, didn't you didn't you go off and hit five homers in five consecutive games? Yeah, yeah, that was that was absolutely <laughs> unreal. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Did, did any of that, that make? Did any of that make Sports Center? I don't watch a lot. Of, you know, maybe a top ten. I had to have made a top ten. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I you mean, went on a tear that postseason. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then the yeah, and even the World Series, like because. Um, it's kind of crazy because I didn't play. So I had the home run streak and then I kind of was struggling a little bit because, um, I mean, pitchers just started, you know, pitching me totally differently. So then I wasn't playing the like two weeks before the college world series. And then the college world series rolls around and I wasn't even starting that first game, but I came in in like the sixth inning for a pinch hit roll or something like that with the runner on second. And I got a base hit up the middle. I think it was, yeah, it was against University of Washington. And then I, I ended up hitting like a home run later that game. And then I played the rest of the games at the World Series. So it was I, just kind of crazy. I guess you ride the hot hand. Dude, I mean, right, exactly. Yeah. Coach sees yeah. that you're hitting, so he goes. So <laughs> Pat Casey retired from Oregon State after the 2018 yeah. season. He was the head coach there for 23 years. How is the transition going from him to the new coach? Yeah. So, I mean, last year, last year was, you know, that kind of intermediate period where, you know, we had our interim head coach, Pat Bailey. Um, and Pat, I mean, Bales has been there forever. Like Bales and Case, um, I'm pretty sure they're, they're, they've been coaching together for a long time. So, you know, he kind of just went from that, like assistant head coach to, to that head coach role. Um, and I mean, you know, he got, he got thrown into a really tough situation and I feel like he did you know, a great job for kind of like the hands he was dealt. Um, and then, so then they just ended up hiring um, Mitch Canham um, this year, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I'm a big yeah, Mitch you know Canham Mitch. fan. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, they just hired Mitch. I think Mitch is, you know, going to be, do a great job there. You know, he knows the culture and kind of the legacy of, you know, what, you know, what Oregon State has to offer and everything. Um, so, I mean, with any new coaching change, it's going to be, it's going to be different. You know, it's going to take, I don't know. I mean, the transition, you know, it's probably going to be a couple of years. I mean, who knows? I could absolutely go off next year, but it's just, I mean, that's just kind of how it goes with a new coach, but I'm super excited for what Mitch has to offer. And every time, you know, I got to meet him or hear him speak, you know, he, he fires you up. That's for sure. Yeah. So Mitch was on the teams in 2007 and 2008 when they won mm -hmm. the back-to-back -back world series. All right. And I, that was yeah. when I was going to a, a whole bunch of games um, actually, it was 06, 07 that they won back to back. 06, 07. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then he was drafted by the Padres. And he oh, he was? was? I didn't know that. He was a strong hitting catcher. He was a leader on the field, a good defender. I was so excited for him to be a Padre. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it just didn't turn out for him yeah. as a, in the minor league. So he's, he wound yeah. up managing in the minors a little bit. And now he just got this job, which I would think yeah. as a – Yeah, he was, with the, he was with the Mariners. So he got up to – Double A. He was the head coach of the Double A Mariners team. That's rising up pretty quick, given his age. I mean, wow. yeah, yeah. And I mean, the second you know the head coaching job opened up at Oregon State, I think 
he was running that way. That's for sure. Nice. All right. So where does where does Goss Stadium kind of rank among all the parks you played in? You played at Rayleigh Field, TD Ameritrade Park in Omaha, the new TD Ameritrade, uh, the new ballpark in Omaha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Goss Goss is special. You know, I mean, just the the city of Corvallis itself, because I mean, it is kind of, I mean, it's the epitome of a college town. You yeah. know, everything in the city of Corvallis is revolving around, you know, the college in Oregon state. And, you know, because it is a small town, all the events are just packed with people because I mean, there's, there's really not that much to do. So if there's a baseball game, if there's a baseball game, people are going to the baseball game. And like, even, you know, with our football struggles over the past couple of years, they're still really, really fun because, you know, you got people going, you got people tailgating. Um, it's a great time. And, you know, just the people are just diehard Beaver fans. So it's like you. Oh, this is actually kind of funny. One of my one of my good friends. He played down at uh, USC, and we were asking him, like, all right, so like, what are the hardest places to play at? And he's like, hardest places to play at are like Goss Stadium, which Oregon State and um, and University of Arizona. He's like, the difference between those though is like when you go to Arizona, you got a bunch of college kids heckling you yeah. but when you come to oregon state you got a bunch of 65 year old 70 <laughs> year old men just heckling you and like, it's, exactly exactly oh it gets yeah. bad it gets i mean Does people it? get loud and they really yeah chirp. they get chirpy they get chirpy. wow they get on the umpires a lot too if, if oh I umpires oh the umpires probably hate coming to goss they probably hate them. dude so i got a real quick question i that infield is all it's all uh Turf, infield, right? outfield, infield, it, and outfield. The only There's dirt turf. is the pitcher's mound and around the oh, home okay. plate. Okay, so I I play in a rec league. No, it's actually just the pitcher's mound. Oh, really? It's the home plate, home plate turf. Yeah. Okay, okay, so I play in a rec league, and uh-huh. one of the fields that we play at is all turf, and you yeah. can smoke a ball on the yeah. ground, and it's like a dribbler to the. Sh- By the time it gets to the shortstop, it's slows down, slows yeah. down immensely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Does that? Do you guys field play that slow? I. It doesn't play. I wouldn't like say it plays slow, um, but I would definitely agree with what you said. Where the turf, you know, it's probably a little slower than dirt okay. and like short grass. But I mean, I mean, it just our weather up there. It just rains so much. <laughs> like in the fall, like you know, in the fall where our practice is like you're expecting to practice in rain. Like it's a light drizzle. It's like you're going out there, you know. So I mean, if we didn't have turf, gosh. Like I don't know, like how he would do it. Oh, it'd be a, it'd be a mud field. Well, so that's yeah. that's the oldest continuously used ballpark in the nation. It's been yeah. active use since 1907 yeah, in the same location. Like yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously they put in turf and they've done all this construction. The it looks it looks yeah. different from how it was when I was there. Now that's not where the Portland Beavers used to play back in the day. The AAA. No, they played in no. Portland. Okay, but yeah. for a while, Oregon State did play their baseball games in Portland in Multnomah Stadium. All right, I, but that was I mean, there's a lot of history back there. So wait, wait, outside yeah. of baseball, what were some of your favorite things to do around Corvallis? Oh, jeez. Um, is is the peacock still there? The peacock is still there. We got uh, the we got Western Wednesdays at Peacock. So the uh, Donovan, the upper. You gotta let everyone. Know. We don't. This is inside yeah. stuff, dude. You the, gotta let us know so what's the, going yeah. on. The Peacock is yeah. like a bar and club downtown, and it's a two story place. And the yeah. upper floor is all like a big dance floor. Yeah. And yeah. they call it the top of the cock. 
Oh. I didn't know if I should say it on here. I didn't. It's yeah, yeah. no, we we're, it's yeah. all good. We we try to keep it PG thirteen, but you know, it's yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Um, but yeah, so they'll do like country line dancing and stuff up there. Um, that's fun. I mean, honestly though, it's like just hanging out with your friends and just hanging out with your guys and you know just spending time with them. Um, I mean, when the when the weather got better, you know, you, you'd make your way you know, maybe to the river if you wanted, or, you know, you could play like cornhole and kind of just hang out outside and, you know, listen to music. It's kind of just, you know, what you make of it there. Um, yeah. And as a student athlete, dude, they go to school and they go to baseball practice yeah. and they go to school. I work for a, for a, a D2 university that's going D1 and, okay. you know, you see the ball players, they come in, they eat, they bail. Yeah. Like, hey, what are you guys doing? We got practice. We do not have to practice. We got practice yeah. and yeah. we got to study. It's yeah. like in U, it's UCSD, so it's a really good school. So they're really super smart. Hey, I, UCR I, San Diego. Yeah, yeah UC right. San Diego. Yeah. Um, I wanted to know Alaskan League. Yeah, the Alaskan League. So you played oh, yeah. for the Bucks, right? I played for the Bucks. Yeah. Now, now that's not different than so. Uh, one of the players actually that played for UCSD played summer ball for the Gold Panners. Oh, okay. Is, is that yeah, in the yeah, same yeah. league or is it the same? Are they Gold a Panthers, more north? They're kind of like they're doing their own thing now. Okay. Um, yeah, it's I don't, semi-pro. they're not in the Alaska League, huh? It's semi, they were semi-pro, or they are semi-pro. Well, I, I guess, like, you could consider them semi-pro. It's just another summer league team. Okay. Um, they're just not in a league anymore. They kind of just play, like, whoever they want, basically. Wow, going rogue. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's Alaska yeah. for you. Yeah. Right. I, I, so let's shift to the draft. Um, what was your draft day like? How did that whole few days roll out for you? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I had a good understanding that, you know, it's probably going to be around that third day. Um, I mean, luckily, you know, my, my family was able to come up, my dad, uh, my mom, my brother, and even my uncle was actually able to come up for a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was crazy. Um, I mean, because it started early and like I you know I could have gone earlier but you know just the draft and like the technicalities we were waiting waiting um and then I mean I ended up going later for probably the same amount that I could have gone in the earlier rounds um it's just it's a complicated process but so we were waiting hours and honestly like we were just we were just in the the hotel room like it was just waiting, waiting, and waiting. And so, were you watching it on like on a computer, or did you? Yeah, have so that? I, had it, I had it pulled up. I had it pulled up on my um, my laptop, and then you know you got the the Twitter feed too. I was doing that as well, um, and then you know we just got a, a call from uh, Justin Boffman, who's who's the Northwest Padres guy. Okay, and he's like you know saying like congratulations or whatever, and that was before my name pop, like popped up on the on the the screen so like i didn't even know i got drafted yet so i found out by him calling me that's cool and they were like, okay the next pick like this is gonna be me this is gonna be me and so we recorded it and you know my family was super excited and you know i was super excited and um yeah something something i'll never forget that's insane we had uh one of the guys in our system gabe moser was um his his uh his buddy, he, his buddy called him and said hey i'm gonna get drafted here in, in the next few minutes uh you, mm-hmm. want, you guys ought to listen in so Moser and his family were sitting around listening for the feed and all of a sudden they called his name and they're like, what? Hold on. What? <laughs> yeah. It, it's crazy. So it's crazy. Cause I mean, this is something, 
I've been waiting for and, you know, any baseball player has been waiting for for since they were a little kid, you know, so. Were other teams talking to you? Did you have a good idea that the Padres were the ones that uh, you were going to go to? Um, I knew the, the Padres were like very high on me and liked me a lot. Um, I mean, there were a lot of other teams, um, as well. You know, I was still lucky to, you know, be in a situation, um, to still have a lot of teams that were interested in me. But, um, I mean, there was a couple teams is, you know, kind of like the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. Um, but I mean, I really wanted to, I really want to stay West coast, Yeah. you know, being out here in Peoria, not, uh, or in Arizona and not in Florida. You know, because my, my dad and uncle were just able to come out last week, you know, and, and going out to Florida would be a, a little harder trip. Yeah, so, but a nonstop flight from Sacramento to Phoenix is pretty easy to find. Yeah, that's not, not bad. too bad. Yeah, not, not to mention bad. the Florida League is just a nightmare coming. You got like 80% humidity. It's like a oh, thousand the weather, degrees. Yeah. It's, yeah, but it's like 110 degrees in Peoria right now. But it's a dry it is, heat. But dry heat. Dry heat's a little bit more manageable than humidity. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you, you, you did grow up in Roseville. Roseville gets freaking hot. Yeah, you hot. got the crux. Yeah, I think it's like one. I saw my cousin post a story. It's like 109 in Roseville right now. Oh, jeez. Uh, my, uh, yeah. my, actually, my brother and my sister all live out in El Dorado Hills. So just uh, Okay, yeah, it's beautiful. Up there. Just kind of next to you. So was Full there much snow, back man. and forth on the signing bonus negotiation? I mean, we don't need to know specifically specific details yeah. on that but how did that all work out i mean it, it, it's pretty easy like i mean it, it can get complicated for some people especially you know when you're trying to get every penny you can but i mean for the most part like the teams knew my number and so i mean it was, it was really easy with the padres they're like yeah we drafted you like we're okay like we agree to this amount of money basically and it, it was super simple it honestly wasn't that difficult okay so I got a list here of the other guys that graduated that uh, were selected out of Oregon State and signed. Uh, Adley yeah. Rushman, Bo Phillip, uh, Grant Gambrell, Brandon Isert, Bryce Fimmel, uh, Dylan <laughs> Pierce. Have you guys all kept in touch? Yeah. Um, I mean, so we still have our, our team uh, a group chat, like on Snapchat. So we always you know, still <laughs> oh, nice. stay in contact. Yeah, stay in contact through that. And then, um, yeah, like I keep up with the guys. Like I'll, I'll look up and like see how they're doing and whatnot. Um, Rushman just made his debut yesterday okay. with Aberdeen. Yeah, with Aberdeen he got Aberdeen. to short season. I think he, yeah, and like his first game, he hit a home run and yeah. I mean, the, when the they take one, they're going to push you hard. I mean, yeah, the sense. kid is absolutely unreal. Well, yeah. they they haven't they haven't sixth. MLB Pipeline has him in sixth best prospect right now overall in all of baseball. Overall top one hundred. Well, when you're a catcher that can defend yeah. elite level switch and, and switch hit hitter and, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to that, like there. Yeah, that wasn't a knock. Yeah, I was just like, the guy's a, a beast. Yeah, he's he's going he's gonna to be unreal. All right, so when you moved down from uh, from Corvallis to Peoria, did you like? Did you have a car? Did you bring a whole carload of stuff? Is it pretty light? Yeah, yeah I mean, we got our, our little setup right now. Um, I mean, I took, what was it, two bags, like two bags of stuff, Um Unfortunately, the closet is a little small here in the hotel room, so we kind of got it sectioned. Me and my roommate have it sectioned off. Like, I get one side, and then he gets another side, and then, you know, I kind of have my clothes, you know, laid, laid out and folded on the, the couch right now. Okay. Um, and that's basically how I'm living because we don't really have drawers or anything either. Who, but, who's your roommate? Uh, Cody Fallon. Um, he, he's actually out of Western Oregon, uh, which is a D2 school. Um, but it's kind of funny that, you know, we, we're both, you know, coming out of Oregon and we ended up moving together. 
That's almost cool. like they did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, probably. So who have you been working with, like as far as coaches and players and stuff like that? Are there people you've made connections with while you've I mean, you've been there for a few weeks now? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we have tons of coaches um, helping us out. Um, I think like we have, you know, four coaches like working with us throughout the day, like um, like four coaches who will like go to our games and stuff. Um, and then in the mornings, I like when I do all my catching stuff, I work with a guy named Billy Hong who played out in uh, South Korea. He's South Korean. He's absolutely hilarious. The guy's super funny. Um, oh, I think that's the guy that we saw dancing in uh, in, spring, in training. spring training. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he, really loud. It was him and Tony Tarasco, and they were hitting ground balls. Like one was tossing the ball. Like Hung was tossing the ball. Yeah, he was Tarasco, tossing the ball to hit it, and then he was hitting grounders to the guys out of second base. And it was this Mexican song. I can't remember what ding, it was ding, called. Ding, 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 and, ding, and the guys were dancing, and then the coaches were dancing. I mean, it was a, it was a crazy scene for a minute there. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean Billy. Billy's yeah great. I love working with him. Um, and yeah, he was like a legit like player in South Korea. Like supposedly, like I don't know if you think of a star here, he was the star of South Korean baseball. Yeah. So has he shown you any bat flips? Of him, y- yeah. Actually, he's, he's known for <laughs> he's his bat flips. He's known for my bat flips. So I. Let's see, like two weeks after I got here, me and one of other my catcher friends and Billy, we all went to a South Korean um, barbecue place, like Korean barbecue um, over here. And the my friend uh, Chandler Siegel, he's like, bro, you got to see Billy's bat flips, man. Like, so <laughs> Billy's like, oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. So he pulls up videos. And the dude's just hitting nukes and just like doing <laughs> bat flips like crazy. So you got to learn and some I'm of those like, uh, some of those mechanics on the bat flips from him. No, I know. Jeez, I gotta I gotta hit I gotta put the ball over the fence first. Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah, let's yeah yeah it's it's good to be around that kind of stuff. But then that rookie ball, you gotta. <laughs> I well, mean, we want you to hit your way out of the complex. So that's what you really oh, need yeah. to start. Doing. I, I guess you don't really bat yeah. flip your way out of the complex. No, you don't. Roll over on a grounder and flip one. Maybe and, and you yeah, guys do a lot of do you guys have a lot of games there where when you're doing batting practice they'll have like little competitions and stuff like that. That's when you can do the bat flip. Oh yeah, yeah, practice. Yeah, when right. you're just playing against your boys. Yeah. Yeah. Good old family fun. Go ahead. All right. Ahead. Well, I I appreciate you taking the time with us. Um yeah. Donovan, you have any more questions? No, dude. I'm super stoked. Tyler, we're so glad to have you in the organization. Thanks, guys. Uh, just yeah. Wait, uh, our organization's just—it's a really good organization. I, I hope, sure. yeah. I hope you and I hope you find that. I hope they treat you well and that you have oh, opportunities yeah, open do. up for you and all that stuff. They do. Yeah, I'm. I'm very, very lucky to be a Padre. That's for sure. They're taking care of us. Well, we've enjoyed having the time with you, and we uh, we're lucky to have you in our organization. You've got a couple of big Thank fans right here. Thank you, guys. Yeah, right, it, was, it was awesome meeting you. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. We'll definitely see you in spring training. Oh yeah, there we go. Sounds right, take, good. I'll see you out here. All right, take all right, care. Guys. Thank you. Appreciate it.